I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn you, this is going to be a little bit of audience participation. So Uh-oh. it's coming. Uh, anyway, this morning we're going to begin a series that I've titled Make Room. And it's a multi-part series that will look at some of the things that, that prevent us from being truly prepared for the gift of God's grace that was made possible by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And an event that we mark and celebrate on Resurrection Sunday, Easter. And that's past week on Ash Wednesday, a day that was marked with Christian traditions and, and most notably signals the beginning of the Lenten season that we are in for the next few weeks leading up to Holy Week. And if you have not already done so, I want to encourage you to listen to the Ash Wednesday message. It's available online so you can hear and understand the purpose of the season and the three areas of special focus that we take during this time. And this first part of the message is going to look at one of the biggest bears that we face, and that's forgiveness. Ooh, right? Forgiving others forgiving ourselves, and and accepting God's forgiveness of us. And I want to be fair, so if there's anyone here who does not need forgiveness or does not need forgiveness, anyone else, you're excused. There's snacks in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to head to the fellowship hall. We'll join you in 25 minutes. Um, To our online listeners, we had one semi-taker, but he uh, stayed. (laughs) The truth is that we've all been in situations where we have done wrong, and desire forgiveness from a spouse, a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, or someone you maybe even to go to church with. And, and sometimes the person we most need to forgive is ourselves. Sometimes we are our own worst critic. Most often we are. And, and I don't know if anybody else finds themselves listening to that negative self-talk sometimes, right? Just that little voice in self that's just a little bit critical. And there are times when someone is asking us for forgiveness and, and we have to look deeply in ourselves to offer it, you know, with no strings attached. And it, it's hard. It's hard. And um, what's even harder than that is forgiving someone when they have not asked for it, right? That's real tough. We're going to talk about that in a second. But, but there's this kind of pain and discomfort that comes with forgiving. We, at least that's what we think. So here's why I need a couple, a couple volunteers. I'll take two. I would never ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do myself, so I will be a part of it. Take one. Oh, I thought they were dice. I was really excited for a second. All right. <laughs> Turn around. Let the crowd see what you're doing. Oh. My friends, these are warheads. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we are going to take a couple seconds and then just enjoy them in front of you. Yeah. 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 So there's that. I quit. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. You can enjoy that or spit it out in the back. Um, it's gonna take me a second because I'm. You know what? Is it here, Sherry? Would you make sure everybody gets to partake in this if they want? To? Uh, <laughs> a very very sour candy but but isn't this how we view forgiveness this painful bitter thing that we must endure sorry i'm gonna be swallowing a lot because i'm mouth watering <laughs> the truth is it's not actually that way i mean offering forgiveness asking forgiveness is not this bitter thing and and we're going to explore the reality of the good news of forgiveness so to forgive is to show love okay that's really important to forgive is to show love. And love is the most important thing we can give to our friends, our family, neighbors, even strangers, right? John 13, 34 through 35 says, A new commandment I give you, 
love one another. We know this. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And in Matthew 22, 34 through 40, we hear, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. Now they were questioning him, all right? They were trying to, I don't know, trapping him, but necessarily they're calling him out on his knowledge. And one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. This is verse 36. He says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. See, God's forgiveness reveals his character. So we, we've studied this in the Bible study this morning. Often Jesus quoted Old Testament scripture to restate to the law and to explain it a little further, how to apply it, to answer a prophecy that was being fulfilled or, or to, um, ex, to reveal the character of God. And that's what Jesus is doing here is revealing the character of God, which is love. And the psalmist writes in 86.5, You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Now, we should forgive because it is what he has done, what he has commanded, and what he has modeled for us. The, the Apostle Paul's words in Ephesians 4.32 tell us to be kind and compassionate one, to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And he echoes this in Colossians 3.13. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. It's not only a commandment, it's an example that was set. The thing is, this, we can't stop forgiving because it'll always be the right thing to do. And here's the real thing. It will always be required. From this morning's release. I love that word. I didn't have to look it up. I actually knew what it meant. Forgiveness is. Let me say that again. So cathartic means this emotional, you're let down, right? I promise you that resentment, vindication, and revenge are not a cathartic release. They will not bring you satisfaction. Forgiveness will. And we probably know or have seen examples on Facebook or anything else where someone wants to, they're upset, right? And if they didn't get the response they want, they kind of escalate that a little bit, right? It doesn't bring satisfaction. The, the get-even mentality doesn't work. The I'm going to get them, I'm going to teach them a lesson doesn't work. And it really just damages relationships. It damages your soul, your spirit, because it's contrary to love. We know that Christianity extols the value and virtue of forgiveness, right? We're called to be forgiving people. It reveals the character trait of being forgiven as a primary feature of Jesus's character and God's very personality, right? We are to be a reflection of him. And when you withhold forgiveness from another, no matter how real or imagined the wrong, you're placing yourselves above God. You're saying, I have the authority and the power to judge another person or myself. Now, we know what kind of judge God is. He's a good and fair judge. That doesn't mean you're not going to get in trouble. There's not going to be consequences. But it's going to be based on real known things. And guess what? It's based on the stuff written right here. No changing rules. Read this book. It'll tell you what you should be doing, what you should not be doing. And are you sure you want to judge others and take away or try to take that authority away from God? Because are you willing to have others judge you by their standards and not his? I'm not. And there's a reason that Jesus modeled that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, which we read as a congregation. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us, right? 
So often our own pride or desire to control becomes an obstacle to doing what's right. Don't imagine the forgiveness that you offer another as a, as a gift to the one for, you're forgiving, right? Consider what it really truly is. It's God's blessed gift to you. You have the spiritual strength to humble yourself and say, I was wrong, I forgive you. Or they were wrong, I forgive them for their humanity. If you're in need of forgiveness right now or if you need some motivation to forgive someone in your life, I can confidently tell you that that's all of us. I would like you to participate in exercise far less painful than the sour candy because that isn't what forgiveness is. It's not this bitter pill that you have to swallow. Humbling yourself is a release. It's freeing. It's not painful to say, God, you've got this. Take this from me. Okay? Um, Sherry, will you take that bucket? Actually, I need one of them out of it. It is some dirt in. These are magic papers, and I, I mean that both literally and whatever. Take Everybody take two, if you would. Make sure everybody has two. So what I'd like you to do, and I promise this is your own thing. No one will see this. But I, I want to show you what really forgiveness looks like. Um, and, and a couple years ago on, I believe it was Nash Wednesday service, we kind of did this exercise with the, with the fifth Sunday. And I promise, you know, don't look at your neighbor's paper because this is, this, is, this is good stuff. Um, on one, I want you to kind of write down what, what maybe you think God needs to forgive you for. And I promise you, he already knows what it is, okay? Something maybe that, that's burdening you, something maybe you even need to let God have. Um, you don't have to write down your greatest sin. You're welcome to do that. That certainly would be appropriate. But I want you to think about that as and put that down. And trust me on this, this is not going to be, you're not, no one's going to be called out on this. And then on the second one, and this is the one that we often overlook, I want you to think of a person or situation that's not sitting right with you, something you need to let go of, okay? And that doesn't mean you have to go say, I forgive you, okay? It just means you're willing to do that. Put that down, write that down. And he, the first one was something God needs to forgive you for. Just think about that. And what I'm going to do is I've got this magic vase of water and these things will literally dissolve. And I think that is more representative of what forgiveness looks like. In about 15 seconds, there will be nothing left of that, right? And it's appropriate this is up on the altar right now. And it'll become amazing to watch. I've already stared at a couple of these this morning. But this is more symbolic. This is more representative of what it means to forgive than to take a sour candy. Okay, I'm going to play uh, a song here just to have in the background while you're kind of thinking about this. And if you need more paper, that's fine. Um, but but oh, what I want to do is I want to play this and, and while you think about it, and then you can fold up, wad up your paper. And at the conclusion of the song, I'm gonna, we're going to throw this in the water, and we're just going to say a closing prayer. So if you'll just take a, a moment and, and do that. Number one, you're supposed to have it all together And when they ask how you're doing Just smile and tell them, never better 
Lot number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. But truth be told, the truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know, so let the truth be told. So Sherry's gonna collect those and uh, we're gonna get rid of them. We're gonna get rid of them. And uh, again, it's just symbolic. This is something you don't have to have magic paper that dissolves in water to do. You don't have to do anything like that. This is you want to play with it there? Oh, I thought you said No, you go ahead. You look like you're about to have fun. You just knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this is what it looks like in heaven when you pray and say, God, forgive me. He says, okay, it's gone. It's dissolved. As far as the east is from the west. I didn't know if there's enough water. Okay. Let's say a prayer. Father God, what a powerful reminder. What a powerful lesson that your son has taught us that in order to make room for your love, in order to make room to be more like you, we need to make room by getting stuff out of the way. Before we can fully love and experience love, we need to clear some of the garbage. We need to get rid of some of the fear and the resentment, some of the just the junk that we feel sometimes. Lord, not only how we feel towards others, but towards ourselves. Lord, us look, help us look at ourselves with your loving eyes, to have a kingdom perspective, to know that we are loved and the people around us are loved too. And just like us, they struggle and we struggle. God, help us to accept the amazing grace and mercy you have in store for us. Lord, whatever we've set aside this morning, replace it with something wonderful, a sense of peace, an assurance of love. Lord, we thank you that we're able to do this, not just here this morning, but any moment when we need to stop and say, whoa, God, I'm sorry. Whoa, friend, I forgive you. Whoa, stranger, I forgive you. Self, I forgive you as well. Lord, I thank you for this message. I thank you for this place. I thank you for this season and I thank you for all you do for us. We lift your name on high today and claim all these promises in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.